Insert whizzy intro music here. Hello one and all. Yes, I'm not feeling very creative with the intros this week. This is Have You Seen, episode 45. Uh, That's I, 45. I say that, that every, every week. I know, it's just like, I still can't get over it. It's like, wow. Um, I am crazy. Kieran Lefort and uh, Mr. Amazed by Stats at the other end <laughs> of the table is Tom Webb. Hello. Um, who's forever baffled by the longevity of <laughs> yeah, this show. It's like, we've really kept it going this long. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah, a little bit more. Yeah. Um, We've got a couple of movies to talk about this week, as we, we do, do every week, yeah. or every fortnight, depending on when we get to record. I know, He's I was, waving a hand. Yeah, no, I was just thinking, I know what we can do quickly before we start to do that, and I forgot to mention this to you, so that's why you look slightly surprised. Yes. Um, I was quickly going to say, I've <laughs> since the last recording, I've watched three more films that were released in 2012. Okay, go. Uh, quickly, uh, Total Recall mm-hmm. was a reasonable sci-fi action film if they'd taken out the vague, the, the, kind of the... the the little bits that are directly related to the original Total Recall, they could have made a pretty decent, seemingly original film. Okay. Um, so, you know, it, it's, it, it could have been... Really it shouldn't have been called Total Recall. Exactly. If they, if, they, okay. if they hadn't called it Total Recall and they changed a couple of elements, um, then they could have made it really cool. Okay. Um, Rock of Ages Okay. Uh, was just kind of fun. It was, you know, it wasn't terrible it wasn't awesome but it was just entertaining see enough. that should appeal to me but i have no desire to watch it yeah I, it's, if i want to listen to any of those songs i want to hear the original artist i don't want to hear auto-tune tom cruise warbling his way through that's dead, true wanting it, dead or alive i would say watch it because there are some nice little uh performances in it and there are some very funny standout lines in it right um that just kind of crop up here and there and they t- uh, funny enough those standout lines tend to be just almost like aside or the last throwaway line of a scene or what have you and they do blend the music to the storyline incredibly well okay um and the last one i watched was tintin right which when i saw the clips and the trailers i had no interest in whatsoever Mm. um and the only reason i watched it Mm. was because uh i think i don't know if we spoke about it on the podcast last time but we're talking about uh, we've definitely spoken about uh netflix are now streaming things in what they call Super HD, mm-hmm. and they will potentially do 3D as mm-hmm. well. So I had a quick look, because the Super HD stuff has already started to pop up. Yeah. So I thought I'd see if there was any 3D stuff, because uh, you know, I thought I'd see what it looks like on my TV. Um, and there He's isn't got anything a new there. 3D telly, and he I've, likes it quite a lot. I do quite like it. He yeah, keeps disappearing cool. into the third dimension. Yeah. Um, and so I had a quick look to see if there was anything on it that was 3D, but there was nothing that they're effectively streaming in the proper... 3D. Okay. But what the TV can do is convert any 2D image to a 3D image, which it does to varying degrees of success. Okay. So I did a little test. There's some some actually actual 3D wildlife documentaries on there, Mm -hmm. but they're not streaming them in 3D. Right. So I post converted them and they looked crap. Right. And I thought this isn't going to work very well. And then I saw Tintin, and I was like, I know that was made for 3D mm-hmm. and it was supposed to be 3D so let's give that a go and I tried it and it looked amazing Okay, and the 3D in it worked really well and it was one of the best things I've seen in 3D Okay, What did you think of the film? I actually really enjoyed it okay. because I, only... I am a Tintin fan yeah. and I was disappointed by it right. I thought Andy Serkis stole the show though Yeah, again I, Yeah, I would say there are two people 
in that film that really got the performance capture to work. Mm-hmm. Andy Serkis, obviously. Yeah. And Daniel Craig. Yes. yes. Everyone else was a bit flat and a bit, it was a bit animated. Yeah. It, it was flat it, and animated. Well, do you know what I mean? It was flat and looked animated rather than being, okay, rather yeah. than looking realistic like mm. it's supposed to. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I'm not a massive Tintin fan, and mm. I enjoy. I, I, I was going to watch the first five minutes. So I watched the whole two hours. Okay. Um, the bit I did really enjoy is the chase sequence. That's yeah. really good. And I yeah. saw it in, uh, when I saw it in the cinema. I saw it in 3D. Right. And yeah. That is the bit that works really well yeah. in 3D. I think. I, I think with the uh, with the motorcycle, it keeps having yeah, getting destroyed. It, in yeah, bit, yeah. Yeah. There were there was loads of stuff in it, and what I thought really came across. Uh, and I think this applies to a lot of 3D stuff. Is it's about who's using it and what they're using it for. Mm-hmm. And I think I think that's why this was done so well because Spielberg is very considered about how those shots are composed, mm-hmm. how the camera moves, and why the 3D is being used for what it's being used for. Um, so yeah, I was really impressed with that. I really liked it. I have seen one more 2012 film, right. uh, which was shot in 3D by watching 2D. Right. I saw Dread. Oh, right, yeah, I uh, want to see that. Which I like quite a lot, Yeah, but I think I would have liked more if I hadn't seen the raid immediately before it. Right, I can understand um, that. Because that, it was part. It was the the end yeah. of the triple bill, Yeah, uh, and, and the raid was directly before it. Um, but yeah, it is, it is very good. Yeah, I, one of the things that really annoys me mm. about um, some of the rental services I use, for, like physical discs, mm. is that they don't rent the 3D Blu-rays. Right. So you can go into the shop, and they'll have the Blu-ray of the film, but they won't have the 3D one, mm. um, which is really annoying because a lot of those films, like I'd, I'd be interested to see The Amazing Spider-Man. I'd rather see it in 3D than 2D. Right. Just to see what it's You're like. Becoming a real 3D convert, aren't you? Because um, I'm still not... It doesn't do anything for me. It annoys the piss out of me, 3D. I, it, I'm I'm just curious to see how it works because I think I get I still think it's hit and miss. I think some things it's great and some things it's terrible. And mm. I think it's about the intention of how it's used. So, for example, in Tintin, it it works really well in bringing you into the environment that is unrealistic and trying to make it more real and just kind of you know using the camera really effectively. Mm. Um, Prometheus, it just kind of works because of its sci-fi setup. Mm-hmm. It just feels a bit more sci-fi. TT3D, it really works because of the documentary. It draws you into the, and the, the it really gives you a sense of the speed on the bikes and things like that. Um, one of the films that does it in a really tacky way is uh, Drive Angry. Right. But because that is such a stupid tacky film, they've gone in it and they've gone. It's they know exactly what it is, so mm. they've amped it up to make it even more tacky and stupid, and they've really played the three D to that. Okay. So it, it, I think it's all about its intention, and how it's used, and it's just curiosity more than anything else. Because like I say, some things work, some things don't. But it's just annoying that you kind of go to it and it's like, well, what's the point if you're not gonna, you know, I don't want to pay twenty five quid for the just to go and buy just a Blu-ray to go and you want to watch once. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm looking huh. forward to when Netflix finally start. You know, streaming stuff properly in 3D. Kidoki. Should we talk about some 2D? Yeah, films? yeah. So yeah, it's going on. Sorry. Uh, what should we do? Uh, let's start with Stand by Me. Okie dokie. Recap. Stand by Me. Okay. Um, it's uh, effectively a coming of age story. Um, it's about four boys who uh walk off into the woods to go and find a dead body that they've heard is there, and it's just about how they, how the four of them interact and about their lives, and it kind of. As you go along, you learn about them, and it's a, originally a story by Stephen King, directed by Rob Reiner, and I just kind of thought 
I don't know. It's it's kind of it's a, it's a classic film, really, and it it's a classic coming of age story. And the performances of the kids, are, I think, are brilliant. And yeah, I I pitched it to you because it seems like you're becoming quite the Rob Reiner fan. Um, so I was interested to see if this followed the same trend. Okie dokie. Um, I didn't write many notes. Okay. Good sign, bad sign? Uh, it's usually a good sign. Yeah. In this case, it's not a good sign. Oh, really? No. Uh, I don't know what it was, but I just didn't engage with this at all. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. Um, I mean, it's like, I, I kind of figured, I, well, when I pitched you, I thought, yeah, you should, you'll probably get into this. And like I say, it, it was the real kind of Reiner test to see if you'd really kind of... Yeah. Um, what have I put? Yeah, I uh, I put no, not into this. Uh, I don't like cheesy Americana, and this is the epitome. Yeah, I don't like child actors, right? And I don't like coming of age films. Right. Really, I just, just had everything going against it. Really, right? Gotcha. Um, Fair enough. And I just, yeah, I could not get into it. Right. Interesting. Um, there's things I like. I think I thought the soundtrack is really good. It's yeah. full of lo- loads of good fifties yeah, 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 yeah. songs. Uh, and. One of my favourite sounds in the whole world yeah. is the violin solo in the middle of the song, Stand By Me. I absolutely right. love that. Yeah. Um, but this movie, I just... Really? No, I didn't engage with it at all. Yeah. It's bizarre. Um, <laughs> one of the first notes I wrote was, shit, you were right about John Cusack. <laughs> yeah. um, it's all in the shape of the chin, how much he looks like. Yeah, absolutely. Will could Wheaton. conceivably be Will, Will, Will Wheaton's Wheaton. older brother. Yeah. Um, do you reckon they could get away with it again today? I don't know. I haven't seen a picture of Will Wheaton for a long time. No, nor have I. It'd be worth it. Would be worth looking up actually. See yeah, if I he could. mostly hangs around on the Big Bang Theory, bothering Sheldon. Right. I so, don't watch um, that, so no, I don't watch that either. Um, I found Corey Feldman really annoying. Yeah, he amps it up in this a bit. And he does. It, He's got an annoying voice anyway. There was something I saw somewhere that he he thinks this was the closest character to himself that he's ever played, and that's worrying. Yeah. Um, the kids, I it was odd. They go from being completely believable kids. Yeah. Uh, things like using grown-up words that they don't quite understand, not quite in the right context. Yeah. Children do that yeah. all the time. But then they they become annoying, overly scripted movie characters instead of... Right. Be, sometimes they're 12, sometimes they're 40. Right. And it didn't quite... Mesh. Gel, and it wasn't. It wasn't a natural progression either. I don't think right. it wasn't. You can see them growing up. Yeah. Um, yeah. I didn't. Well, that's fair enough. I couldn't get with it. Hmm. Um, Kiefer Sutherland's bleach job is incredible. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. I've only got. Uh, I've only got scattered notes. Um, the kid wasn't sick. The kid wasn't sleeping. The kid was dead. The kid in inverted commas looks at least thirty-five. That'd be the dead body. <laughs> yeah. 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 He's decomposed a bit. <laughs> yeah, he has, and aged at the same time. Um, I have written in all caps. All right. Um, why the fuck is a standoff between a preteen with a gun and an eighteen-year-old with a flick knife in this film? <laughs> <laughs> that escalates a bit quickly. It does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> then right underneath that, does shit like this happen a lot in the fifties? I'm not buying it for a second. <laughs> it's a shame you didn't like it. I think it's, I should uh, have. Yeah. I just. Oh, to be honest, I nearly fell asleep. Right, I uh, couldn't. It's interesting because I, you know, it didn't chime with me. Yeah, I thought Rhino might be the key to success, but obviously Maybe. not. Obviously not. Um, I did write at the bottom: Am I defective in some way? Is there something wrong with me? Right. Don't answer that. <laughs> okay, I won't. Um, yeah, we've pretty much run through all of my notes. Fair I enough. Don't, Fair I enough. Don't, I couldn't. I'm. 
almost annoyed that I, I didn't, didn't like it. I know, I can see. It's like everybody likes this film. Yeah, it, I mean, I, like I say, it, it almost has. It's almost attained a full classic status. Yeah. By now, if you've mentioned it to quite a lot of people, like, oh yeah, it's a great film. Yeah. Um, a bit like Shawshank Redemption has as well, although I'm not a whole so lot fussed of Shawshank about before you get to the redemption. Yeah, that's all about the twist, and once you've seen it once, you can't see it again. That, I yeah, think. that's true. That's um, true. Although that was a short story in the same book as yes. this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, Shawshank yeah. is a whole lot of setup for for so, one uh, clever payoff, yeah. and then you're done with it. Really. Yeah. Um, yeah um, that's a shame. Okay, I'm trying to think back to why it just didn't. Some films just don't know. No. You might find in like two years' time it pops up on TV and... Maybe. You watch it and you'll like it. I think it might be that a lot of people who say they like it, say they enjoy it, say it's one of their favourite mm. films, saw it when they were young. Yeah. And I saw can, it first at age 33. Yeah, that can be a big factor, actually. Yeah. I'm, I'm a bit like Maybe. that with uh, E.T. I don't get E.T. Yeah. I don't yeah. really like see, it. I that, to my knowledge, that's the first film I saw at the cinema. Right or one of the, it's certainly one of yeah. the first films I saw. I remember being in a cinema seeing it, right, and hiding when he gets ill and goes white. Yeah, because that was weird. And scared me. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, never mind. Maybe I am defective. Maybe yeah, maybe. maybe because my uh, I don't know. Maybe it's because my childhood was nothing like this. I didn't have a. You didn't relate to it. Well, none yeah. of mine. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. Have we had I any can't. feedback? What have other people said? Well, uh, other people, hang on. Hang on, that means uh, paper and my phone. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, 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 Stone sent us an email. Um, she likes Alex, but I have to say Alexandra otherwise, so we know it's a girl and not a boy. Right, fine. Um, uh, uh, she says, uh, it's a great cultural hole to have lived with for so many years not having seen the film, <laughs> which in a sense is correct. Yeah. Um, Stand By Me is nostalgic and emotional on the right side of sentimentality, tripping down childhood lane complete with the Hollywood Brat cast of future stars. Mm-hmm. There are too many brilliant scenes to mention, but the number one standout moment just has to be the pie-eating contest, which I hated. Right. I just... I, one of the things I don't like is gluttony. It's something, right. it's something I personally don't like. I don't like seeing it. I don't right. like thinking about it. I don't know why. Okay. I've got a bit weird, haven't I? Yeah, yeah. that is a bit strange. Uh, I'm on cherry coke today. Right, right, okay, ginger fine. beer, so maybe that's what it is. Yeah. Right. But anyway, yes. Pie eating contest. Yeah. Um, or maybe that just appeals to my love of the macabre. Whatever, it's a showstopper. I can remember feeling bereft at the end of the film when the narrator tells us that Chris died young. A sad portent of things to come, perhaps, for the brilliant River Phoenix, who sadly lit up our screens for too short a time. Yeah. Um, we have an email. Mm-hmm. From my sister, uh-huh. um, who says, uh, what can I say? It's a great film. I think I first saw it for... I'm going to do that again. Yeah. I think I first saw this at school as part of an English project. And I have to say, although slightly unsure, unsure to start with, but by the end, there's words in here that shouldn't be in here. By the end, <laughs> I was hooked. I did catch it a couple of, a couple of weeks ago on TV. I'm not great at remembering lines, etc., from films, but the scenes I remember are... Howling with laughter at uh, the Lardass story and the leeches, although that makes me cringe too. I think it's a simple concept, but you find yourself drawn into the characters of the boys as they reveal more and more about themselves and their lives as they take their journey. Mm. You find yourself shouting at Teddy to get off the train tracks and wishing them, uh, wishing them on as they face difficulties. Mm. A couple of bits I do remember. Uh, they attempt to, uh, they attempt to ask, answer a question everyone wants to ask, like Mickey's a mouse, Donald's a duck, Pluto's a dog, what's goofy? Right. Um, uh, 
and, and they say the sorts of things that kids will come out with. By the time we get there, the kid won't even be dead anymore. Yeah. Um, uh, I do love the last line as it just seems to sum the whole thing up. I never had any friends later on like the lights, like the ones I had when I was 12. Jesus, does anyone? Yeah. Uh, that's it. Awesome. The uh, the leeches thing, by the way. Yes. Actually happened to I Stephen King. I did read about that, yes. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, that that's just ugh, mm. nasty. Um, Trevor Flattery on Facebook uh-huh. uh, says, hold on, Stand By Me is a childhood favourite. It is, to me, the perfect coming-of-age story. It has very little to do with sex outside of some talk of women's boobs, uh, which is what a majority of of coming-of-age stories focus on. This isn't about losing your virginity. This is about losing your innocence. It's a bright start with lots of fun and excitement that gradually gets darker throughout, culminating with not only finding the body they're looking for, but almost joining him in his fate at the hands of some cheap dime-store hoods. But oh, sweet, fat Jerry (laughs) O'Connell. He had me and my brother saying sincerely for a long time. And the soundtrack is fantastic. That's about it. Yeah. Really. Um, uh, they had some amusing titles around the world. Yeah. They, the uh, Hungary got it slightly mistranslated as Stand Up For Me. <laughs> right. Uh, lots of places it was called Friendship and Friends For Life and I Remember One Summer and in Germany it was The Secret Of The Summer. In Denmark it was called Comparison. Wait, what? Comparison? Yes. How does that... Where does that come from? I don't know. Comparison? I don't know what the Danes were comparing comparing it to. <laughs> With yeah, bizarre indeed, crazy. So, should we move on to clean flicks? Yes, we can do that. Okay, dokie. we can definitely do that. Do you want to recap? Uh, I should do. Hold on, that means another different page. I'm off my game today, I don't know what it is. Yeah, yeah me too. A bit now, last week I took you to Utah. Yeah, we went to Mormon country. Mm-hmm. Uh, as it says at the beginning of the film, one of the most conservative places in the United States. Right. Um, I'm basically. I'm just going to read this. It's much easier if I read it than try and pretend I'm not reading it. Okay. In 1996, the head of the Mormon Church passed down the doctrine that church members shouldn't watch R-rated movies due to the corrupting nature of the sex, violence, and language. The people, though, are still seeing ads, trailers, and reviews of these movies. So, what do you do? The answer is set up Clean Flicks, uh, a service that buys the DVDs, edits out the objectionable content, and sells sanitized copies to movie-loving Mormons. Mm-hmm. This is the story of the rise, fall, and legacy of Clean Flicks and what happened when Hollywood found out. Yes. Uh, it's a documentary. Um, I, it, As I said last week, uh, I just put it on because it kind of, the, the write-up on Netflix intrigued me, so I just pressed play, thinking it would carry on in the background, and 15 minutes in, I knew it was a pitch film. Mm. And then I watched it again in full to make notes yeah. afterwards. Um, it took me by surprise, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, and I want to know if Tom enjoyed it. Yeah, I did enjoy it. I found it really interesting. I As just, I said, it's a uh, last. It's a service I didn't know existed. A documentary I didn't know existed about a service I didn't know existed about people I didn't know needed it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it. I just can't. It always amazes me when people distort, bend, and kind of contort rules and laws, thinking that what they're doing is okay. Mm-hmm. I, it's like, how could you have done all of this and not realise that you were violating copyright infringement and technically being involved in fraud? And it's like, yep. I just I just don't know how you couldn't realise that. One of the lines that intrigued me was one of the guys saying, uh, we developed a way of ripping the DVDs that isn't illegal. No, you didn't. You can't. Yeah. And then he says, I don't want to go into that on the record. Exactly. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, no, ripping a DVD is illegal. Or, you know, it's... 
you know that maybe he thinks cutting the fbi warning off the beginning of the movie makes it legal maybe it's just so weird and i just i couldn't believe it and and they kind of yeah i mean it's like they they took the moral high ground saying that you know it was like they were doing it but it was just it's still it's still against the law how are you justifying yeah. that it just seems really really weird mm. um and i just thought there was things they were doing that like for example they thought it was okay because for every dvd they sold they'd bought one yeah so Hollywood, except when they hadn't it, yeah well that the initial concept was for every yeah, dvd yeah. every uh cut uh edited version they sold they had bought a, an unedited, an unedited version yeah. so the studios don't lose out yeah and it's like okay that's that's a fair way of doing it mm. or, or you know trying to make up for what you're doing but you're still i think you see people like steven soderbergh and co interviewed mm. and the point they make is really valid it's like you're taking something that i've spent time doing and put my name on because i'm proud of it mm. now you're changing it to something that i don't want it to be but you're leaving my name on it yeah and people think that that's what i intended yes. when i didn't and it's kind of like well I, can, I think they've got a more if anything they've got the the moral high ground over anybody mm. and their point is the most valid regardless of the laws involved mm. i do also see the other point though uh, the other side which is put in the film in that sanitized versions do exist for airlines and tv broadcast yeah absolutely so yeah could, could they not be made available to but Utah? i don't think i don't think they're sanitized enough perhaps not I mean, I, I think there's a difference in changing a couple of swear words to something that's inoffensive. Mm. Um, you know, like ITV did with RoboCop. You know, Once where they, I even call him Airhead. Exactly. So, like, okay, I I kind of see why they do that. Um, and that's not... I f- need to get that ITV RoboCop done. Yeah. It's the stuff of legend. Yeah, I used to have it on VHS. It, um. I think it's basically a case of like, well, they're not really changing the intent. They're not doing that. Whereas in this, they were cutting out chunks of the movie mm. and they were cutting out character development and they were cutting out things that, mm. that had bare, you know, so it's kind of like, well, you can't do that. That's that's taking it too far. Mm. Fair enough. If you don't like that swear word, we can change it to something else. Yeah. But you can't take out a whole passage that somebody says. Or, uh, you know, there's a bit, they, they show a clip from The Weatherman where uh, Nicolas Cage right. ends up sleeping with a woman. Mm. And it and it's obviously character development. It's showing you something about his personality. Yeah. But they just chop it out wholesale. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just becomes a sad man looking in a mirror. Exactly. And it's kind of like, well, you're kind of, you, you are you ir- irreparably changing the tone of the movie. Mm. I think that's the, big, the biggest problem. Um, having said that, some of the editing that they do is very good. The Saving Private Ryan section. Yeah. yeah. There is some really good cutting there. Mm. And uh, I mean, I don't know if we've ever actually properly explained on this show what we do for a living. I don't think we uh, really no, have. No, I'm not sure we have either. Do you want but, to? Yeah. People, okay. people are invested now. We've 45 episodes. In. Exactly. They've got yeah. to know us. Yeah. So basically what Kieran and I do for a living is we create short videos that go online um, that are basically effectively promotional tools for, for, for websites, for movie content. Yes. So we will film interviews with uh, the movie stars, directors. We'll go to uh, Premier, premieres and press conferences yeah. and things like that in London and we'll film those and we'll cut in all those sound bites with footage from the film. 
Mm-hmm. Now, the footage that we're supplied is part of a what they call an electronic press kit, and it's basically trailers and some clips. Those clips will probably be... We might get like three clips at a minute, minute long each. Yeah, um, a trailer, some behind-the-scenes footage. Yeah, yeah. And, and so we get that kind of stuff all the time. And those clips more often than not uh, are what's called a stereo mix so all of the sound is together and basically if you make a cut in it and you've got music running underneath it and you butt it together with another bit the music won't join up and yeah so we know from experience how difficult it is to recut something like this yes so which we which we uh, often is wrong which we sometimes have to do for example if there's a long clip if we have we want to include a setup say say a setup to a joke and a punchline from the joke there's a big chunk in the middle that kind of gets in the way and we can have a we need a 20 second clip and we've got a 30 second clip and chopping those 10 seconds out gets you to the joke quicker yeah and keeps our edit moving yeah then we yeah but we have the we have the right to do that because we've been supplied the materials under that understanding yes. that we are allowed to re-edit and stuff as long as we're not being detrimental to the movie which we never are no but you know we, we lose our jobs well yeah exactly so um so we're very used to doing this kind of thing so actually that was part of it that intrigued me i would have liked to see a little bit more of is actually how they physically did it and how they cut stuff mm. and like i said some of it was really good some of mm. it was really bad you, um, we, uh, have you got further to go or no, it's just, just something that's popped into my head yeah i think i know what it is go on so they show say. a section it's the bit that made my jaw hit the floor and they yeah. show a section of all the other services that sprang up after clean flicks yeah. and how they go about editing and it's all shown the same clip of titanic and yeah. the one that got me was when they digitally put a dress on kate winslet yeah i've just put kate winslet's tit yeah that's well, my not as eloquent as i am no no exactly i now, was like what how also this is like 1998 how are yeah. you doing this i don't understand i i was trying to now i've only seen titanic once thankfully I've and that was on twice. a plane, so I probably did see a sanitized probably, version of it. So you probably it. didn't see Kate Winslet's tip. No, I did. I'm pretty sure. Huh. But it's made an impression. No, but I I, am pr- I remember that scene. But I'm just trying to think was in that scene. Is there a shot prior to that where she has that on? So do you cut? Do you see her with it on? Cut away and cut back, and she's taken it off, and I they just dropped remember. the shot in. I don't remember. That- no, I don't. No, no. You can see the guy's pen drawing like putting it back on is using like a, a a tablet really i yeah. thought they just did like an like a before and after no no i don't think they wow. did because if they did, i mean if they did that that that's incredibly impressive i know I mean, I, yeah yeah i don't i, I read the first time i watched it i rewound it to watch that yeah. again i just i couldn't believe it yeah so i mean some of it was very advanced and the kit they were using was yes. all you know professional kit and what have you um we talked about the characters last yeah. week who kind of pop up. Uh, let me let me do a quick a quick recap of these people. The main guy you end up who ends up being the major character is a guy called Daniel Thompson, who's yeah. a clean flicks franchisee. Um, and I said last week he's a man who doesn't realise he has an ego, but seems to have a need to feed it constantly. Yeah, he's quite a normal man, kind of normal man, mm. uh, but he's something oddly magnetic about him. Uh, I what I put down is he's clearly not mentally stable although to all intents and purposes he appears so he does a very good job of hiding yeah whatever mental instability he may have he absolutely craves attention yes all the time yeah and everything is about just people talking to him and like having the media around him and stuff Mm. like he's he's a very odd odd chap the other major character they talk to is um robert perry 
uh, who's another Clean Flicks franchisee, and he's Daniel's rival. He's a Harley yes. ride, a big, enormous Harley riding, yeah. Christian video selling man. Yeah. Um, and I, like I said last week, I'd love a film just about two rival Mormon video sellers. <laughs> yeah. I, it's the way they describe each other's dirty tricks. Uh, Absolutely. Like they're almost trying to be nice about it yeah. because they're they're good men of God. Yeah. But, you know, they really hate each other. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, it, I just found the whole thing absolutely bizarre and yeah. fascinating. And, um, I mean, I think generally if there's something in a film that I don't want to watch, mm. I just won't watch the film. Because mm. I, I don't... Because I'm like... doesn't leave a lot of options for these people, though. No, but it's... Uh, it's a case of well, if if you're that strict with your beliefs, then surely you should just. Well, hang on, I want to watch Toy Story too, but I always skip over the song that the cowgirl sings because it's <laughs> awful. But I mean, I'm thinking mostly horror st- horror films where I think, uh, no, that looks a bit too much, a bit too gory. I don't really fancy that. I just won't bother. Yeah. Um, but that that was the other thing. See, it's like, well, if you're if you really are this faithful to your religion. Mm. Why are you trying to watch these movies anyway? Mm. And that 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 was one of the big motives that I didn't understand. Mm. It's just like if you know it's a good movie, then just watch it as it is because there, surely it's mm. a good movie no matter what the content is. I that to me just maybe it's because I'm not religious in any way. I didn't really get See, it. See now but. you get me thinking about the one of the other guys who turns up who. Mm. Um, uh, Philip Sherman Gordon, right. who was the um, the communications factory guy who loves seeing the Mormons tie themselves in knots yeah, over absolutely. their own, own yeah. flag. Yeah. And he, say, he kind of says, like, there's sort of a little bit of a rebel in each of them. And exactly. I think this is part of it. Yeah. Wanting to watch these movies is it's a little bit rebellious because we're watching these movies that are told are bad, but they've been cleaned up, so it's all right with God. Yeah, and that's what I wondered was, is the main motivation here the secret... The secret kind of desire that maybe they've missed something yeah maybe there might be uh, something that you'll see and then uh, one of the other things that was when you watch the cut versions sometimes the inferred violence is much worse than the actual violence you see so for Mm. example they will they will have a shot of someone with a gun to their head Mm. they'll take out the bit where the trigger gets pulled and the blood comes out Mm. But they'll keep the gunshot, and then you'll just see the body afterwards in a pool of blood. Yeah. So that's fine. But so I'm, I'm just like, well, hang on. You've got the beginning. You've got the end. Your brain's going to fill in the middle anyway. Yeah. So why bother cutting it out? And surely, you know, it's like all the best horror is inferred. Yeah. The, the most horrific images are the ones that happen off screen. Well, you also talked about the weatherman earlier, where it yeah. kind of, it just slices the sex scene out of the middle yeah you still get the idea of what he's done and he's not feeling good about it i think um yeah but not to the same you do but and i guess it's just i guess it's how far you take that in your head really isn't it yeah i guess so you know i suppose you could make it a lot worse or you could make it oh you know he just kissed her or said something naughty to her you know yes you never know but yeah that just it just really kind of doesn't make much sense hmm I don't know. It's kind of weird. I was trying to look at what other notes I've got here. Oh, the thing is, that the thing of violence being more acceptable than sex as well. That's 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 America in general. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to movies, certainly. Yeah. Which is weird because, yeah. like, I mean, it's like if you have the 
like, would you rather see blood and guts or boobs? Yeah, it's kind of like that's that's pretty obvious to me. Yeah, uh, you know, so I can't <laughs> I can't understand why it's flipped the other way around. Yeah. You know, it does seem really really weird. Hey, as uh, as Sherman said in uh, in the nineteenth century, they covered the table legs in case the men got exactly. aroused. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now. I'm going to skip nearer to the end now, where okay. we kind of get the revelation about Daniel. Can 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 we talk about the ex-girlfriend? Yes. The first line out of her mouth that I wrote yeah. down. Yeah, when you want to read that. Yes, I do. Uh, I forget her name. I should have written it down. Mm. And he, uh, she says, uh, basically, one of the first things he said to her on their first date was, I know you used to be a Mormon, but would you be willing to have sex from behind? I know. And it basically transpires that he's quite sexually perverted and potentially supplying porn through his video shop yes uh he gets, potentially underage porn he gets yeah he gets yeah. arrested for soliciting a blowjob from a 14 year old and yes. it's like wow okay yeah, I, I absolutely did not see any of no. that coming and I, I was just sitting there thinking now if this is a product of taking all of the sex out of these videos, yeah, I mean, he's leave d- the sex in exactly. Sure, I mean, is this sanitizing effectively feeding that? Mm. And would he be the same if it wasn't so sanitized? Because it, it just, yeah, that was quite shocking. And the fact that he seemed all throughout of it, he just plays the victim completely. He says uh, repeatedly that he can't defend himself. And he hasn't been given the opportunity to defend himself. You're in a documentary with a camera in your face. Yeah. Defend yourself. Yeah, and he, he doesn't. Doesn't at any point. No, no. And it, you basically come away from it thinking that you know you think he's a bit weird before that revelation, and after it, you're just like, oh, wow, he's really kind of yeah, really creepy. Mm. Uh, yeah, it, it was all really, really odd. Mm. And then uh, something really struck me, mm. and. I suddenly realised what it was about the whole thing is that those people are effectively drug dealers. If you Go think, on. If you think of the way that they... They basically have a... a they've got a, a, a market of people who are after something mm-hmm. that they are then effectively acquiring and distributing illegally. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of, you know, he at one point he was saying, I'm not doing anything wrong because I'm not ripping the DVDs and I'm not making the copies. Mm. I'm just passing them on. Well, if a guy's on a street selling weed, he probably didn't grow the plant, turn it into no. like resin no, no, or whatever, no, no. then pass it on. So it's like you're, you're yeah. part of the same chain. Yeah. And it's the same thing. And I bet if you said that to them, they just wouldn't accept that at all. Yeah. And I, I, so it was kind of like you're, you're, you're effectively taking these people, or well, taking advantage of the people you're supplying to for mm. a start. It, yeah, the whole thing just really bemused me. Mm. Absolutely. But you, you, you enjoyed it. Yeah, absolutely. I thought it's like I said, it's fascinating because it's just and it's it, very well put together. I thought. Yeah, I mentioned absolutely. The editing, yeah, yeah. It's like you don't realize until you're maybe an hour into it that the cameras are there all along. This isn't yeah. a subject that they've. Pick, heard about and gone and made a documentary Yeah, I about. was trying to figure that out. You look at the some of those things. The timeline is very... Skewed isn't the word. No. It was the interview... Some of the interviews are, take place 
all of the interviews feel like they're taking place in the present. Yes, but some of them, once you then find out, aren't. Yes, and that's what I was kind of like, oh, that's interesting. How did they? But they are. They're also kind of in a different present. Yes. If that makes does that uh, make yeah, sense? No, it's I really mean. hard to explain, and yeah. I recommend that people try and find this and watch this. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's fascinating because I, I mean, I, I don't. I, I think that uh, censorship in a way should work i mean i think the system we've got in the uk is pretty good mm. in that we have a rating system like they do in the us and we have uh u which is for anyone mm-hmm. uh we've got pg which is parental guidance we've got uh we don't have pg 13 no we have 12a we which have... is uh which is the fucking devil's certificate which lets six-year-old kids run around in fucking spider-man <laughs> yeah so we have 12a which is you know you i'm a little angry about the 12a yeah that, that was my experience watching the sam ray spider sam raimi spider-man which is the first movie to get a 12a certificate it used to right. be 12 yeah which, which was uh, brought in for batman yeah tim burton's batman yeah um and then that morphed into 12a right. when Ra- raimi spider-man came around yeah so that's my, it stands uh, for 12 advisory doesn't it yeah yeah it's like the, we think this is for 12 year olds but if you know your children better and you think your 10 year old is, is, is mature enough to handle what goes on in this film you can by take, all means yeah. take them to see it yeah unfortunately what that meant in this country was people taking their five and six year old children to see sam raimi spider-man yeah and then them running around the fucking cinema <laughs> while i'm trying to watch spider-man um Carry on. Yeah, and then there's the uh, 15. It's also become the devil's certificate in another way. Because 15 because rated movie, films. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. And people will cut a 15, what film that would have got a 15 certificate to be a 12A, they're, to get just, purely for financial reasons, purely to get more, because that's yeah. then accessible to more people. Absolutely, yeah. Cut a few swear words and you yeah. get a massive, a, a much bigger audience. Yes. Um, and then we have... Uh, much like they do with uh, with PG-13 in the US. Yeah. Um, and then we've got uh, 18, um, which you which don't... Which is all the good stuff. Yeah. And you don't get so many of those now. Because, They're few uh, and far between. So everyone goes again, for 15. Yeah. Well, no, 12A. Everybody attempts for 12A. Yeah. People kind of push the boundaries and get to what's... Yeah. And then and then beyond... Well, basically anything is is an 18 unless it's... Unless it's hardcore pornography, which is uh, R eighteen, which is for yeah. restricted eighteen, or and can the internet. I, yeah, or they can only, too much. <laughs> they can only be sold in licensed shops. Hmm. Like you couldn't just walk into your local video shop and buy that sort of stuff. But the um, but I mean that works really well. So there's never. I don't think. I mean, certainly not since the early eighties. Nothing's really been banned, but everything's just advised, and you, yeah. know, you see what you want to see. And I think that's how how it should be. It's you know. You know, we have a pretty fair censorship. I think a good example for exa- uh, that we can use is for the American listeners, anyone who's seen Hot Fuzz over here, that was rated as a 15. Mm. So anyone who was 15 and older could go and see that um, in its completely uncut form. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm against people telling me what I shouldn't watch, but I'm quite happy to advise people uh, people to say, well, we think that you shouldn't watch this if, you know. Be advised. We're not yeah. telling you not to watch this, but be advised that it contains this. Exactly. Yeah. So so if, you, if you're fine now, with this, then go for it. But here's something not, I don't like. Yeah. Something that's appeared uh, uh, on uh, British film posters yeah. is the little box by the rating yeah. that tells you what is in a movie. Yeah. 
sustained rated pg for sustained threat and one mild swear word yeah it's like well great now i'm sitting waiting for the mild swear word to see what it is yeah yeah and it's it's like yeah i I really i don't like in some cases that does ruin could ruin a film Uh, yeah i'm to be honest it's a nice happy comedy and then there's one act of violence that kind of shifts the movie for example yeah i I can i can can imagine ruined by the poster i can imagine that's useful if you're a parent and it's a it's a 12a yes yeah 15 or whatever then fair enough but i i do know what you mean it's a bit annoying but then i think maybe that's the sort of thing is you leave it off the poster but you put it on uh the movie page of the 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 film on the internet or you put it on imdb or you put Mm. it on uh, the bbfc website is really good actually yeah yeah. They they have a, like a small a short classification and then they have a, a here be spoilers section which yeah. goes in depth to tell parents what is in the film, how many f words are in the film, yeah. how many boobs are in the film, all the rest of it. Um, so they can kind of kind of make up the their mind about whether to take their children yeah. beforehand. Yeah, yeah, but and only get spoiled for the parent, not the child. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and like I say, I'm glad we have the system that we have here and mm. not the MPAA. The, the, I have over in America, which is people, no one knows who they are, and mm. they're all, you know. I have, uh, I thought nobody else had seen Clean Flicks. Right. Mr. T. Flattery, Esquire, hey, proved me wrong. Um, and unfortunately, he says, I didn't enjoy Clean Flicks as much as I thought I was going to, based okay. on your description. I found myself getting bored and being brought back in every time they had music playing. I really enjoyed the Casio soundtrack. <laughs> uh, overall, it was interesting, but not entertaining. I much preferred mm. This Film Is Not Yet Rated, which is only loosely connected by the threat of censorship. Yes, yeah, so now I, I've seen trailers for that. That came out, I think that came out when I worked in a video store, actually. It came out in 2006. Yeah. Because cool. that's what you're getting this oh, week. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Uh, I, I had seen it. Right. Uh, I was really annoyed that uh, annoyed, worried, worried is more the word that Trevor kind of given the game away with right. his uh, with his um, with his Facebook message. All right. Um, I had seen this before a few right. years ago. Okay. Um, because I saw all the trails and stuff when I was working at a previous company, kind of doing what we do now, and had yeah. to cut pieces for it. Um, and it popped up. Um, if you, hey, you've watched Clean Flicks, you might like to watch this. And I thought, yeah. yes, I would like to watch this. So yeah. I watched it again and I made some notes. And um, I actually had a backup film to go if you didn't like Clean Flicks. Right. Okay. But as you did, <laughs> you get the companion piece, Excellent. the earlier companion piece. Yeah. Um, I'm going to attempt to make <laughs> my notes here are terrible. So I'm Funny. going to attempt to make sense of it and kind of explain what this is. Uh, as Tom said, um, the US Ratings Board is the MPAA, the Motion mm. Picture something association yeah uh, <laughs> and um the members are secret yeah um and this is a multi-stranded documentary that um looks at the history of censorship mm-hmm. uh and movie rating in the u.s um it has interviews with filmmakers who've had their work messed with by the MPAA, mm-hmm. including Matt Stone, Kevin Smith, John Waters, uh, Darren Aronofsky. Mm-hmm. Uh, interviews with former MPAA members. Uh, and as a side to that would be a documentary in and of itself. Yeah. And as a side to this, the director of the documentary hires a private investigator to find out who the members of the ratings board are. Okay, awesome. Uh, so it's kind of, it's almost kind of like two movies yeah. squished into one. Right. Well, I think it works very well and it's very entertaining. Um, mm. The 
the private investigators he hires um, are fantastic characters. Um, they they really are guest esque. I could see them showing right. up. Uh, I won't reveal all about them now. We can talk about them. Okay. Most of the notes I have here, unfortunately, are best served. Yeah, absolutely. For next I can week, imagine. once yeah. you've seen the film, yeah. um, there's there's a great scene that's the parade of private investigators mm. where he's effectively auditioning them and asking them how they would go about trying to find these out. Some of the methods people come up with are brilliantly outlandish <laughs> and right. just like would never ever work, <laughs> especially <laughs> within the context of. Um, uh, uh, the mission they've been ascribed right um but the the pair he picks are with definitely the right people uh and they're brilliant characters in and of themselves um anytime john waters on is on the screen is gold his interview is brilliant okay he's really really funny yeah um uh and the other great little section near the beginning that they have um a voiced over animation that explains the different ratings right uh and that's that's excellent okay um and let me just have a little quick look down to see if there's anything else um no i don't have many notes for this but what i do have um what i do have left is best left for next week fine um Let's save it for then. We'll dig out some things about censorship as well. Yeah, what I will say mm-hmm. is watch to the end of the credits. Okay, fine. I will do. Um, yes, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how much more I can say. Well, now, that's fair but, enough. Um, Sometimes that's best. Yeah. Um, if if this had come up first on Netflix, I'd have pitched you this one first. Right. Gotcha. Um, because it comes beforehand, and yeah, so yeah. some of the. Um, some of the references are slightly more out of date than the clean fix ones because obviously that was produced yeah. three or four years later. Yeah, um, that's fair enough. But I think they make very good companion pieces. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Awesome. This is more. This it's is more broader. wide ranging. Yeah. than Clean fixes, and yeah, I yeah. think more accessible. Okay. More, it's, it's a more mainstream version yeah. with fewer Mormons. All right. Fine. <laughs> fair enough. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Let's keep it to that. Okay. All right. So, should we move on to my pitch? Yes. Okie dokie. So I decided that we needed to go classic movie. Okay, you thought that last week, and it didn't turn out so well. No, but I How mean, classic? Like, I mean, like classic, classic. All right, nineteen thirty-five classic. Very classic. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to pitch you an early Hitchcock. Okay. Uh, the Thirty-Nine Steps. Okay. Um, which I think I've got this on my DVR. I've never got around to watching it. It's uh, it's been remade like three or four times. I don't know which version I have on my DVR. Yeah, so I'll, I'll make sure you have the correct version. Yes, good plan. Um, I'm not going to tell you too much about the plot. Hmm. Uh, it's simply um, a man is wrongly accused of a murder and then becomes embroiled in this world of espionage. Okay, simple. Uh, yeah, basic like that. And it's it's this is one of those films that will will influence themes of that Hitchcock comes back to a lot. Right, the wrongly accused man, strangers thrust together into a situation, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Um, I think you will be incredibly impressed by some of the creative cinematography for 1935. Okay, there was one shot that I noticed that just was—I I almost did a double take because I'd forgot—I'd completely forgotten it was in the film, uh, and it's a really—it's uh, it, not 
it, it's not set up as this like big shot and you go wow it, you just suddenly watch it and you go hang on did that did that just <laughs> did they just do that in 1935 so there's some some very creative uh, modern filmmaking techniques okay. uh, which are worth looking out for um, we talked before about Hitchcock's pioneering technique exactly, and creativity yeah. when it came to the camera yeah um, it was it was based on a novel by John Buchanan and um, after seeing the film he was really impressed with it and mm. even though they, they changed it slightly from the novel um, they obviously made it a bit more slick and a bit more uh, uh, film friendly because it's only, I mean I think it's only eighty minutes, okay. so it's it's quite short. Um, the the lead is Robert Donat who plays Richard Robert Hammond. Donat D- uh, Donat D O N A T Donat. Uh, he uh, plays Richard Hannay who's the the wrongly accused man, mm-hmm. and uh, I will tell you he 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 basically uh, spends most of the movie with a woman called Pamela who's played by Madeline Carroll. Mm-hmm. Um, They've actually recently done a stage version of this, which I've seen. Yes. Um, still running. In it's the, still um, running. West End, yeah. Definitely worth going to if you can. You mentioned that when you came back from it. Yeah. yeah. I've, heard, I've heard good things about it. I know yeah. It's really kind of quite imaginatively staged. It's and... amazingly staged. Okay. Because when, basically, on the stage version, there are four actors. Right. One woman, three men. And they play everybody. Uh, well, the woman and one man play Hannah and Pan- Pamela. The other two men play all of the other characters, okay. including the other women. <laughs> um, sometimes the same actor will play two people in one scene. Oh, good Lord. And all they do to change, uh, to, to go, is they will just change their posture from mm. one character to the other. And it is brilliantly done. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm. Tr- I, again, I don't want to give too much away about this. Um but it's it's got the, the it's got all the classic Hitchcock things. It's got it's got the humour. It's got the modern camera techniques. It's got uh, very slick editing. It's got um, you know very similar themes that you'll you'll see in his other work. Um, and it's almost almost prototypal of some of his other movies. Right. Um, I will at some point pitch you North by Northwest, and you will see because I've had that heritage. DVD on my shelf for <laughs> yeah. years and yeah. never watched it. You'll see that. You'll see the the link. And since we started this show, I've resisted watching it because yeah. I know it's going to come up at some it point. It will, definitely, because it's one of my favourite Hitchcocks, okay. as, as is this. I really, fine. really enjoy this. Um, yeah, I don't really want to give too much away. That's fine. That's fine. That. So We've that's got it, movies we don't want to say too much about. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, plugs and thanks. Yeah. Do you want to do Alice Creed? Oh, that's a good point. Well remembered. Um was it last week you read out an email from Carl it Buxton? It was last week, a yeah. very multi-part email, mm. um, which kind of guided us through the show, really. Yeah. Uh, and the bit we left out was... Uh, he sent, re- sent us a review of the disappearance of Alice Creed. Alice uh-huh. Creed, which he talked about a little while ago. Yeah. I pitched to Tom and he didn't like it very much. No. Uh, and Kyle says, uh, I haven't listened to the podcast where you reviewed the film yet as I didn't want it blown open for me. Plus, I haven't had time, so uh, apologies if I say something that's already been mentioned. Go back and catch up. <laughs> um, I watched it last night and I just have one word to sum it up. Wow. It has more twists and turns than an M. Night Shyamalan wet dream. <laughs> <laughs> and I was gripped throughout. Uh, I absolutely loved it and I thought all three performances were amazing. The only thing I will say is this. The ending was perfectly fine and I had no problem with it. But with the tension throughout the film being as raw as it was, perhaps it would have been more fitting with the tone of the film if Alice had died, uh, having been unable to reach the keys. Mm, perhaps that's one bleak step too far. No, I quite like that idea, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what else do we need to do? 
That's it. Plug some thanks. Yeah. Oh, no. One last thing we will do. Okay. Um, our... I don't know what this is. This is unscripted. No, it's not. He's no, gone no, off the rails. We spoke about this before. Okay. Um, we've already had two reviews from Trevor this week. We have. So I think now is the perfect time to mention, if you want to hear more of Trevor's reviews, he's started his own movies podcast. He has indeed. Yes. Um, the easiest way to find it is to go to their... Uh, Facebook page, which is uh, the Red Herring Podcast. Mm-hmm. I think it's just facebook.com forward slash Red Herring Just search podcast. for Red Herring, yeah, Red Herring Podcast on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, and it's him and a bunch of mates talking about movies, much like we do. It's um, like us, but American. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's uh, it's fascinating to listen to you know other people's opinions and Trevor gets a bit more gets a bit more to say than just a Facebook comment. Yes, so, yeah. yeah. Uh, go over and uh, yeah, have a, check it out, have a listen. But come back to us. <laughs> Don't leave us. The screensaver's kicked in on the laptop. Hold on. There we go. That was weird. Plug some thanks? Yeah, now we right. can do Well, that was the thanks. first plug. That was the first um, plug, yeah. As Tom mentioned, uh, Trevor got in contact with us on Facebook, which mm-hmm. is facebook.com slash haveyouseenpodcast. Uh, my darling sister and Alex sent us emails to podcast at haveyouseen.net. Uh, we're on Twitter at hyspodcast. Uh, and our website is haveyouseen.net. Yep. I want to make 2013... The year of audience growth yes. for Have You Seen. Um, we, we have a loyal following, but yeah. I like more of you. Yeah. So if you like this show, which you must do because you keep downloading it, we get the stats. We know how many people download <laughs> this. Um, pimp us out. Tell tell people yeah. about the show. Um, retweet our tweets on Twitter if you follow us on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, share the updates on Facebook, The particularly the new episode ones. Yeah. Uh, if you listen to it and like it, please share the uh, the update yeah. on Facebook. That means more people get to see it and more people might be interested to try it. Yeah. Uh, and uh, please leave reviews on iTunes. They do actually make a difference. They they um, they help our iTunes visibility yeah. and ranking. Yeah, I haven't checked to see if we've... No, I haven't checked for a while either. Uh, no, but they were generally, generally favourable. Yeah, generally, yeah. Uh, apart from one that said I sound, I sound like a low-rent Simon Mayo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you got it worse. You sounded like a boy going through puberty, apparently. I know. I I think that was the one where you were ill. Yes, quite Uh, probably, yeah. uh, So, yes, please, just it's a very simple thing. It's a a simple click of a button to share a a Facebook status or retweet something. Yeah. So if you wouldn't mind, we'd be very grateful. Yeah, we absolutely appreciate it. Um, And the other thing is, as always, I mean, you've heard today we've had lots of people writing in with reviews and opinions. We love all that Even some I'm not related to. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And... uh, uh, you know, we love getting uh, pitches from people. So if there's movies you think we should see, write in, let us know. And Somebody did put a Facebook comment about a, a film, asked if we'd seen a film. That's and right, yeah. I looked it up on IMDb and can't find any reference to it. Yeah, we need to. Could, could basically, if you, send in a, uh, if you send in a pitch to us and nothing happens for a couple of weeks, it's probably just because we're tracking down the movie. So just send us stuff and we'll we'll try our best to find them. Uh, so we can watch them and uh, yeah, get a bit more audience participation Indeed. going. Indeed, it's a show for the people. Yeah, absolutely. With little bits occasionally by the people. Yes. Um, our thanks, apart from to all the people that listen to us. Yes. Go to uh, Alexia Mum, the technical wizard mm-hmm. uh, of this um, parish. <laughs> I didn't know what the end word of that sentence no. was going to be. Uh, and to Upbeat Productions for the use of their studio, mm-hmm. which is nice and warm because I switched the radiator on about three hours ago. Excellent. So it's toasty. I'm, I'm down to a T-shirt here because yeah. it's so warm. <laughs> I think that's enough from us. Yes, absolutely. Uh, back next week. Next week? We'll try for next week. Yeah, yeah next week. With yeah, we'll uh, next this week. film is not yet rated and whatever 39 it was you Steps. Me, 39 Steps, uh, which would be an interesting 
Duo. Duo. Yeah, I'm trying I've to run out of energy. Yeah, I'm so know, tired. Yeah. I'm trying to think if the um, 39 steps would have been made under the Hayes Code. And because, it probably would. Uh, there's discussion but, of the Hayes Code in... Um, but... This film is not It's a British film, so I don't know if it would have had to adhere to the Hayes Code and whether there was a British equivalent. Well, maybe you can do some research for next week. Maybe. It doesn't maybe. sound like he wants to do any research. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll see okay. what I can find out. Because we'll that'll be interesting to know. Because there's... There's some bits in it that I'm. You'd be surprised they did in a film in 1935. I okay. Think. Say no more. No, I won't. And we shall we shall sign off. Yes. Okay. Uh, we will see you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.